speeds up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's the longest sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have that white line fever to the day Hello everyone, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministry, and I want to introduce you to my new partner. Hi, my name's Fred, Fred Mooney, and I am glad to be in the cab with you today. Yeah, we're going to ride along with you for about the next hour or so. And I'm so excited, if you hear something you want to hear again, give Gary a call at Lonesome Road Ministry, 618-383-2107. That's 618-383-2107. 2107. Call today. We look forward to hearing from you, and we're going to have Church on the Road right here on your favorite radio station. 414, a big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said, 18 wheels rolling on the road. Hey, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, and welcome to our program today. We're getting ready to have Church on the Road, and I got my partner with me. Hi, I'm Fred Mooney, and I'm excited and glad to be here. Hey, Fred, we we need to do right now is uh, start with a great song, and we got so many great artists that are part of our ministry. Uh, I like to hear Joe Arview song. Joe Arview. Well, Joe's a great partner and friend of Lonesome Road Ministries. We go back, way back to uh, 2007. So here's our friend and partner, Joe Arview, with a great song. Sometimes I fail God And wonder why He'd let me go so far Without a rhyme or reason He stuck around to watch me fall apart And sometimes I ask Him why Why would you want to keep me in your grave? I know I have done some things To make me want to run And 
hide my face I think I can make it on my own Until the teardrop starts Only when I'm sick or lonely When I see my life falling apart Now I'm getting on the right track Pray the Lord catch me if I fall For the days when I don't want Him Are the days I really need Him most of all Here I stand beneath Him Begging for his mercy on my soul Again I've made a mess of things Lord come again and take control Forgive me Lord for I have sinned I've let you out and made decisions on my own Now I give them back to you I lay them at your feet And walk on And I think I could make it on my own Until the teardrop starts Only when I'm sick or lonely when I see my life falling apart Now I'm getting on the right track Pray the Lord catch me if I fall For the days when I don't want Him Are the days I really need Him most of all Lord, the days when I don't want you Are the days I really need you Most of all Hey Fred, we got a great guest with us today And his name is Tony Shellabarger And I'll tell you, me and Tony's been talking for quite some time I said, Tony, you need to come down here and we need to put some of your testimonies on on our radio program. So I invited him to come down, and guess what? Here he is. And you know, we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and Amen. the word of our testimony. Amen. So Amen. We, want, we want to introduce you to Tony Schellebarger. So tell us, uh, Tony, where are you from? And uh, tell us how you come to uh, find out about Lonesome Road Ministry. Okay, I'll be more than happy. Uh, I come from Charleston, Illinois. It's about, I don't know, 100 and some mile north of here. Uh, we're 50 mile south of Champaign and about 50 mile west of Effingham. So if you got an idea, that's where we're at, right in yeah. that vicinity. I was uh, down at Effingham okay. at one of the truck repair places that, that we uh, take our trucks to for the company I work for. 
And I went into the driver's lounge, and there was some CDs laying in there, and I never paid a whole lot of attention to them. And finally, I got my curiosity up, I guess, or the Holy Spirit had me move in that direction, and I found a, a CD there that really caught my eye, and it was from Brother Terry Hopkins, and it said, I fell in love with Jesus. Amen. And so I thought, well, I'm going to snoop that out. So I took it home and, and plugged it in, and I'll tell you what, his testimony it was as if he was telling on me. Mm-hmm. I had a hatred in my heart. I had a, 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 of course, I was saved then, but I mean, it it came back to where I was and where God brought me from. And there was a fellow I knew when I was a kid, I hated him so much that if I could have killed him and brought him back to life to kill him again, <laughs> I'd have done it. Now, that's how much hatred was in my heart. And when I got saved... You know, I've heard people saying Jesus uh, saved me from alcoholism mm-hmm. and drugs and, and this, that, and the other. He took that out yeah. big time. I mean, it was just like a drop and a, just a stone just fell completely away. So he took that hatred out of your heart. Yes, he did. He gave you a new heart? He sure enough did. You better <laughs> it believe says it. He says he gave you a new yes, heart. Yes, he did. I didn't, and I didn't realize it at the time, you know. But I thought, I don't hate this guy no more. And to make a long story short, before he passed away, he called me at my house and he didn't apologize but he we talked as if we'd been friends for life Uh and well this man passed away and before my mother passed away she told me that bill that was his name she said he'd gotten saved well praise the lord so that was his way of telling me i'm sorry for aggravating you all those years and i didn't have no hatred or animosity or nothing towards the man and i'm thankful that he did call me and so when we get to heaven i'll introduce you to him okay okay (laughs) all right so that's just one of many uh i had a question for you here uh what was your uh life like before you met jesus well when i was a kid i had a good home life i mean my parents we didn't want for nothing. Us kids didn't. Not really. I mean, uh, we didn't get spoiled rotten. But, I mean, it's like Dad always said. You got th- uh, three meals a day and a cot and uh, clean clothes and a place to get in out of the weather. So he said, that's about what I got out of this old world. So he said, that's what I'm going to give you. So I was always treated good. I mean, as a kid, I could never complain about that. But the old sin gene kicked in later on in life, and you know how that works. Mm. So I... uh I don't know. I guess I'm not for sure what age group it was, but I had older people would pass away, and I didn't have no problem with that. You know, because I asked my mom one time, I said, Why do people die? She said, Well, they get old and die. So I just left it at that. Well, I was probably 16 or 17 years old, and I had a real good friend of mine got killed in a car wreck. Mm. And that just, it hurt me bad. And I thought, you know, I don't really want to have no relationship with anybody. So for a long time, I shut people out. I didn't want to love nothing or nobody. I don't know. I was probably 17 or 18 years old when my brother passed away. And the bad thing about that was that we had an argument before he died. And that didn't set well. And I thought, forget this. I'm not going to love anything or anybody else never again. Well, then a few years later, my dad passed away, and him and I had had an argument. Not a knockdown, drag out fight, but mm-hmm. it was bad enough. Well, that, those things worked on me, and the enemy, he used those. 
And later on, I fell in love with a girl, and I thought, okay, this is okay. Well, that didn't work. So I thought, well, here we go again. So we're going to shut all this out. Forget it. It's no, it, it ain't for me. So later on down the line, things got, really wasn't getting any better, and, they, and they're not until you meet Jesus. So one night, I was up there at north of Champaign, Illinois, at a 240-mile marker, about 10.30 at night, and I, and I was on the uh, east side of the interstate, and I was trying to go to sleep, and, it, and we'd been going to church. We took the, my wife and I, at the time when we was married, we'd been taking the boys to church because they were getting unreally like their dad, and she said, they ain't going to go if you don't go, so I started going, picked up a little bit here, there, and yonder, but I still was still me, you know what I mean? So, but anyway, I was up there in that sleeper, that old truck, and I kept trying to go sleep and tossing and turning, and I couldn't get to sleep, and finally I thought, what's going on here? And just out of the wild blue, I rolled up over on the, off the bed of that sleeper, and I said, Lord, if you'll accept me for the way I am, I'm willing to change. And right then and there, brothers and sisters, all of you that's listening, there was a new name written down in glory, <laughs> and it was mine. And the white-robed angel told the story of a sinner who had come home. And I'm telling you, I got my victory right then and there. And I, I, that's when the hatred and everything else started falling away. And, of course, I was drinking and doing drugs and, and uh, doing whatever the, whatever the old sin gene wanted to do. I mean, it's not hard to feed, to feed that, you know, or scratch it when it gets to itching. And a lot of that stuff, I just gave it up. I didn't need it no more. And, Fell away for a while, but I came back to my, well, the Holy Spirit wasn't about to let me go. I mean, God finally got to the point where he said, you're either going to be on fire for me or you're going to be on fire from me. And I thought, the time is now to get serious. And it's kind of like what, like Brother uh, Dennis McKay said, you know, when he was playing that music that time in that bar, and and mm. and, and, and the Holy Spirit told him, said, "I did not save you for this nonsense, more or less." Right. And that's exactly what he more or less told me. And he has a purpose for me, and he has a mission for me and anybody else. Mm -hmm. And just like he did Gary Rayburn, he had a mission for you, brother. That's right. And just like you, Fred, he's had something for you to do. He's got something for us all to do if we'll just be obedient and listen, get the mud out of our ears, and start paying attention. <laughs> Right, right. So, how old was you then, Tony? I was, uh, th I think I was twenty nine or thirty, something like yeah, that. Okay, I'm sixty three now. So that's the day you got saved. Yes, sir. Oh. December nineteenth, nineteen ninety three, at ten thirty. Uh -huh. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. No <laughs> way. If you get saved, you know you're saved. Amen. I mean, when the hand of God touches you, and all the hell goes out, and all the heaven comes in, mm. you know that you know that you know, brother Gary. Right. You know you. No. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's just wonderful. I just think that's wonderful because, you know, I, I've got a son that uh, he counsels uh, prisoners in mm -hmm. prison. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing that gets them in trouble is uncontrolled anger. Yep. Uncontrolled anger. And they lose control, and next thing you know, they're facing a life sentence in prison. I was the same way. I was so glad when Jesus took that hard heart out and put a soft one Amen. in there. I Amen. Thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't have to get even with everybody. That's now. right. Well, you got quite a quite a few uh, testimonies you want to share. So uh, 
uh, oh, some of my experiences. Yeah, I, I want. Yeah, I want the, some of the. Well, which one do you want to start with? I want the listeners to hear about okay. some of uh, uh, your experiences that you've had being a, a witness out there on the road, and, okay. and some of the things that God has brought you to and through. Right. And uh, I mean, you recently had COVID. Right. That I was, got through that, that. That was quite a test. That and, was a big test. Yeah. And there's a lot of people right now suffering with that. Uh, Correct. Yeah, uh, Dennis McKay that you mentioned. Yes, he's got COVID yep. right now as right. as we speak, and he he's in, just getting out of the hospital. He had double pneumonia, and and there, you went through that. Sure. Yeah, I waited almost too long. When I got to the hospital, uh, I was looked like Papa Smurf. I was a little bit on oh the my. blue side, oh, wow. and uh, uh, the nurse had to come out there to the parking lot and put me in a wheelchair and wheel me into the hospital. I couldn't walk. Yeah. I couldn't have made it that far. And I got in there, and they, they said, oh, my, and they stuck oxygen on me and this, that, and the other. And a couple of days later, I asked that one doctor, I said, what if I had to wait another day or two? And she said, it wouldn't have been good. Yeah. So I was on my way out, but God had other plans. God wasn't through with you. No, he wasn't. Yeah. And, and he slowed me down is what he did. I was, sometimes we think we know a little bit more than God does, and we want to put the cart before the horse. And he said, whoa, hoss. I got something else. So while I was in there, I got to witness to a lot of nurses and doctors. I even nurse. I even witnessed to a couple of Muslim doctors. Yeah. Uh, they they didn't really want to hear what I had to say, but I pretty well had them in the room, so I had a captive audience. They couldn't really go anywhere, you mm-hmm. know. And but I I shared with them, and I thought, well, you know, I've done my part, so now the rest of it up to the Holy Spirit and God to do His part. So. Right. And I still have hope for him. I've got hope. There's, that's that's our hope, man. Yeah. It's Christ. It, Christ is the answer. Amen. Amen. You yeah. betcha. Yep. And uh, well, I don't know what I got after I got out of that. Um, started getting a little bit more seriouser about things going on at our little home church that we go to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, I don't know. We Oh, the, one of the ladies there, Susan, and her husband, Jack, they've always wanted to do a uh, nursing home ministry. Yeah. So we got, I, I thought, well, I prayed about that, and I, God said, yeah, go for it. So it's been a shot in the arm for Susan because it's it's that's something she wanted to do, but she just, you know, needed some help. And that's what iron sharpens iron. And I'm telling you right now, it's just a thrill to be able to go to do that. We went there to be a blessing to them old folks and they turn the tables around on us and now we get the blessing for being there Amen. and they look forward to it and i look forward to going there what that is what that is obedience sure obedience sure. equals blessing god yeah. has so many blessings for us but we have to first do what he says amen and when we follow through and do what he says then he pours out blessings that we cannot contain <laughs> amen yeah and that's yep. w- that's what's going on with you and the, the nursing home ministry sure I mean, talk about the, your nursing home ministry uh, a little bit. Too. Well, we got to doing a little singing, and and uh, some of the gals. There's a one lady in there by the name of Alice. Her favorite song is "When the Rolls Called Up Yonder." I'll be there, and we always sing that for Alice, and she just glows. Her her eyes just different look, and and a glow to her face. Yeah. And there was another lady in there. I was sharing this this morning with one of the girls at church. Uh, that uh, she's in a wheelchair and she doesn't speak. And every time you go up there to her, she acts like she's scared to death of you. And she was drinking coffee one day, and I asked her, I said, would you like to have a refill? And she kind of shook her head, 
yes. So I went and got her a refill. Well, on the way back there, the Holy Ghost of God spoke to me and said, as much as a cup of water to one of these little ones, you're doing it in my name. Mm. And I took that coffee to her and gave it to her. And she looked up to me with a piece on her face like you'd never seen and smiled. That was the first time I ever seen that woman smile. And that told me right then and there, she seen Jesus in me. And that made all the difference in the world, brothers. And you guys know how it is. And people out there listening, you just need to be like you said, Gary, be obedient. Amen. That's all you got to do. Yeah. God's got everything already fixed up. What He wants to do, all you got to do is follow through with the plan. <laughs> and it's and it's a whole lot easier letting Him put the horse before the cart. Amen. Because I wound up with all the road apples when I did it, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fact. Yeah. But but He's forgiving God. He's loving God. He's a wrathful God, and He's a jealous God. Yeah. So you know a lot of people forget about that, but stay on the good side of Him and. And just stand back and wait for the blessings. They just pour out after you, one right after another. Yeah. I think that's so glorious going and ministering to folks that uh, basically have nobody else to minister to. Right. And that's, uh, I've, done a, I've done a lot of that in, in my time. And, and uh, we used to do bird shows for them until COVID come in, and then they shut us out. Right. But uh, those people, they need it more than anybody I know of. Because uh, they're there, they're captive. Sure, they are. They're the captive, sure they are. and you're there to add anything you can do for them. Yep, is an improvement. Yep, I, I was there that one Sunday, and we, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Jack and I take turns bringing messages or devotions or what mm-hmm. have you, and I just more or less used the phrase that uh, that Terry Hopkins has, had used. I told him, I said, "Start where you're at, use what you got." Do what you do can. Do what you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I told them girls, and then there's some guys, there's been some guys starting to come in there now. I mean, we started out maybe six or seven, and we got 15, 20 sometimes. <laughs> and some of them are men. That's right. You know, and they yeah. come in there and they, and they listen to all that. And I told them, I said, just because you're in a wheelchair does not mean that you can't do nothing. That's right. Yeah. So that can I was, I was hoping that gave them a shot in the arm, you know, let them know, hey, you know, God's got something for you to do here. If we're still breathing air, God still wants to use it. Amen. And we, Amen. Can, talk, we can talk to somebody. We can. Uh, there's all kinds of ministries: a telephone ministry, yes. a card ministry, yes. a, a pie ministry. Yep. Anybody, now, wants, to, anybody wants to bake us a pie and send it to us? <laughs> I happen to like southern pecan pie. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm only two kinds of pies. I like hot and cold. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, that God is wanting. <laughs> God is wanting to use each and every one of us yes. in uh, yes. so many different ways. Yes, amen. But you got to start where you're at. That's right. Use what you got. That's right. Do what you got. That's right. And he's not asking you to do a whole lot, just and, a little bit. And we can make a difference. Yes, we can. I've, I've seen it just in the last eight months That's right. by being more obedient yeah. to him. I noticed what you were saying there. You started out and you had a few, and now you got a few more. Mm-hmm. You have a few more. Yep. That's obedience and consistency, yep. and that builds character and trust. Amen. Because I or I'm quite the character, and he's quite the trust. I'm telling you that right there, by God. But I tell people, I said, you know, if God can use me, the likes of me, I mean, I've been forgiven for so many bad, serious sins. I mean, and a lot of people think, you know, well, I'm not as bad as he is. I'm not. I wasn't as bad as anybody else. I was probably worse. Yeah. Because I was thinking of me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's where we get in trouble. You know, I, I don't need no help. 
I'm not as bad as that guy over there. <laughs> well, after I got to reading the word and the word got to convicting me of what I'm what I was doing, I realized, hey, you may not be as bad as they are, but you ain't no better. So You know, the worst sin I can think of <clears throat> is denying his son. Yes. 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 As as humans we get to thinking, oh, this is bad and this is bad, but really, you think about it. The one unforgivable sin is denying his exactly, son. exactly, and that carries an eternal consequence. Yes, and does. a lot of people don't want to talk about hell. No. Well, I got news for you; it's real. The Bible says so, and and Jesus talked more about hell than he did anything else. So I had a guy say one time he was a hellfire and brimstone preacher, but I don't. That's something that I don't have to fear. Is is is. You know, we talk about dying and death. I just get kind of like Billy Graham said, I get freed from this body of sin. And that's what will you know, I, I get, I've got the promise right here in this book of eternal life. That just amazes me that I, you know, that I, when I close my eyes here, I'll be opening them up in glory. Mm-hmm. And I don't have no idea what that's going to look like. But as I told our minister and some others, I said, this here Christianity deals kind of like four-wheeling. I've went so far into the mud now that I've got so deep <laughs> that I can't back out of it. And I don't really see no reason to back out. So he's thrown me the lifeline, hooked the winch to me, and he's dragging me through to the other side. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I can't wait to get there, but I'm going to wait when my time comes. But until then, I want to win as many souls to, to Jesus Christ as I can. Okay. Well, and, and tell people about him. Yeah. That's so what it's all about. That's right. You do a lot of witnessing every, all week long. You you text me and call me all the time and tell Correct. me about witnessing to yes. some people. So yes. talk about some of the people that you've witnessed to and uh, the people that you meet okay. every day out there on the road. Well, I've, there's all kinds of them, and, <laughs> and there's men and women and young and old and tall and short and yeah. whatever. But I, there's been times when I would, uh, I'd be uh, sitting in a truck and I'd think, well, okay, I, there ain't nothing going on here. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will tell you, go give them a Bible track mm-hmm. or go give them a CD. Right. And I'll go up there and start just, just walk up to them. And I use one of the phrases. I can't remember one of the guys said this, but I ask them, has anybody given you anything free today? Yeah. Well, nine times out of ten, that's a big-time setup, and they're going to say no. <laughs> and when they do, you can hand them them CDs and them Bible, and them, uh, Bible tracks and say, well, you can't say that now. Yeah. And then I always ask them, are you saved? Do you know Jesus? And some of them will say yeah, and some of them will say no, and some of them will say, well, you know what? I'm working on it. <laughs> and I said, well, good. Let him work on you. I said, read those Bible tracts and listen to those CDs. And I never pick and choose which CD to give them. I just, the Holy Spirit does the work, man. Yeah. And I mean, he knows, he knows who needs to have what. Mm-hmm. Uh, one Sunday there, I wanted to go to the kids' Christmas program, but we had to work on that Sunday. And I kind of felt down and out about it, but I thought, well, you know, I'm kind of dedicated to this, so i got to do it. Well, if I hadn't have been there at work that morning at 8 o'clock in the morning, I would have never given that CD to that lady. There was something about her that was missing, and she needed to know what it was, and I gave her those CDs and those Bible tracts. And, and the Holy Spirit used this at that morning. The It was just before Christmas. That morning, the moon was fairly still bright up at eight o'clock in the morning and i pointed to that moon and i said you know that's probably the same moon that the wise men followed 
to the birth of Jesus. And she said, well, I've, I've, and then she stopped, wouldn't say no more, you know. <laughs> and I asked her, I said, do you know who Jesus is? And she said, well, I think you can get, you know, God will be, look at you. Good works is what she's more or less was saying. I said, well, I'm sorry that won't work. Yeah. So I got to witness to her a little bit, and she took those CDs and took the Bible tracks. Mm. And I told her, I said, you know, uh, the, uh, the wise men looked for him. And I said, you can be a wise woman and seek him as well. <laughs> and she looked at me, I mean, and, and this is not me talking here now. If I was still on the me, myself, and I, I probably wouldn't have gave her two words. Right. You know, I just walked right on by her. But being, like you said, Fred, being obedient to the Holy Spirit and letting him do his work, He's the, one that, he's the one that saved me from me and brought me under conviction because I couldn't save myself. There was no way in the world I could do that. And I came to that realization I needed help big time. And I got it when I said, if you'll accept me for the way I am, I'm willing to try things your way. And you don't have to be in church to get saved. That's right. You do not. You know how that worked, Brother I, Gary. I got, Here's your sign got, out there in that Midwest field. I got saved driving down the road. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Yep. And God will save you anywhere, anytime, any place. All you've got to do is confess him and tell him, I'm in trouble. I need help, and I need you to help me. Amen. And that's all it takes. Yeah. Uh, had a, my old mentor, he told me one time, he said, people are born with a hole in their heart, and until they f meet Jesus Christ and he puts that finger in that heart, he said, they're never whole. That's and right. I've remembered that forever, and that's what he did. He touched me mm -hmm. that, that night, and he touched you that day in that Midwest field. Yes, he did. He got right a hold of you, and I'm, yeah. I'm thankful for your ministry, and I'm thankful that you've been obedient. And I'm glad to be a part of this. Awesome. And anybody wants to, I mean, it's a who, like you said, it's a whosoever ministry. It is. It's whosoever. That's what the Bible says. Whosoever shall call upon his name shall be saved. <laughs> right. And I'm a good example of being saved. Yeah. I want everybody. This morning when we was worshiping, one yeah. of those ladies this morning, she said, I was just drawn to you. And I said, you weren't drawn to me, honey. You was, draw, you was drawn to my Savior. Yeah. That's who you was drawn to. She didn't know the old me. She would have ran as far as she could. She'd have run out of that church building as fast as she could go. <laughs> but that's that's my Lord, my God, and my Savior. And I talk to him every day. Uh, I like to listen to Adrian Rogers on the radio oh, yeah. every chance I can get. And yeah, the other boy. day, I think I think he said the guy's name was Hill. He was an old evangelist. E.V. Hill. E. That's him right there. <laughs> yeah. And he said that he said that every morning when he would get up, he'd say, Good morning, General Jesus. <laughs> Private Hill reporting for duty, sir. Yep. And that's just pretty much about what I do anymore. I said, oh, Here I am, Lord. What do you got in mind? Yeah. What do you got in mind? And if nothing happens that day, I just I just go on about my business and wait patiently for him. A lot of times he'll trip me up in the, in the, of an evening. Uh, I know there's a lot, been times I've witnessed a lot of people where I'm thinking, well, the day's over now, I'm about ready to go home, and boom, something falls right into place. So maybe that's because them being in their darkness and and, and, and in the dark is when they yeah. they need that light. I don't know. I have no clue, but I'm just so thankful that he that he that he uses me and that he loves me that much, yeah. that he would use me, the likes of me. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, God's definitely using you in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, uh, you teach Sunday school, sure. You? Yeah, sure. Yep. Uh, I got some. We got some young boys in our Sunday school class from nine to twelve. Yeah. And I just started doing that. They needed help there at the church, so I thought, well, I don't know about this. And then I thought, 
Well, okay, I'll tell you what. It might be a learning experience just as much for me as it would be for them, and it has been. I've got a friend of mine named Ron, and he teaches Sunday school class, and he said that's what he said. He said it had been a long time. He'd, felt he'd fallen away, and another fellow and I had been praying for Ron to come back to Jesus because when Rob and I was lost, Ron prayed for us, and mm-hmm. look where we're at. So I told Rob one day, I said, let's pray for Ronnie, and voila. <laughs> he comes back, so God will answer your prayers. I've I mean, always said the teacher is the one that learns the most. You're exactly right, Fred. You're exactly <laughs> right because there's been times that that we've come into discussion of something, and it pertained to something in their life. That's what I'm trying to do is get them to pick into their lives so that they can have a, that personal relationship with the Lord, because if, if he done that with you, then maybe he can do that with us. I found out when God asked me to teach a Sunday school class, the first thing I wanted to do was say no. Yep. Um, but then I remembered the prayer I prayed when I got saved, I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. <laughs> yep. Here am I, use me. That's exactly and, right. And uh, God reminded me of that prayer. Yep. So I said, finally said yes, and then I found out it was a setup. Yeah, God was go. setting me up. <laughs> there you go. He was teaching me. I wasn't the teacher. That's I right. was I was the student. Right. And I had to study I had to study all week long just to teach that 40 45 minute Sunday school yep. class each week. Yep. And so I had to, I learned so much because I said yes. I'll do what you're calling me to do. Correct. And when we when we surrender and uh do what God says to do, man, I tell you it just opens up the whole, whole new world for us. And like Fred said, obedience. Obedience equals That's the blessing. key. Yep. Yeah. That's the key. God taught me that many, many years ago. Obedience is the key to his blessings. Sure enough. And he also taught me that my arms are too short to box with him. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll, I'll amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like giving up When my back's against the wall And I've had enough Sins try to pull me back to yesterday But I couldn't go back if I wanted to There's a cross standing in my way When I see the blood running down that rugged tree For me, I find the strength to walk this straight and narrow one more day. I couldn't go back if I wanted to. There's a cross standing in my way when my hopes and dreams. Come crashing down 
And I search for the answers But they can't be found I just steal away And begin to pray I tell old Satan I can't go back There's a cross Standing in my way When I see the blood Running down that rugged tree And I think about the price That Jesus paid for me cross standing in my way and I couldn't go back if I wanted to there's a cross standing in my way I see you got your Bible there, right? And you got it opened up. Well, so you must have a well okay. a favorite scripture or something. I've got a lot of favorite scriptures, or but something that the Lord has uh, sent you here to bring to the us, man. Maybe the listeners out there. Okay. So what well, do you, what do you got? Like there? I said, I got saved and then I fell away. Yeah. This comes out of the book of uh, Psalms, the hundred nineteenth Psalm, starting with uh, verse sixty-seven. And before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I have kept your word. And it is good, in verse 71, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Mm. And I, I wasn't real proud of falling away, but I hung with some people that said, oh, that's good enough. You know, you, you got baptized, and you, mm. you got a you got a certificate that says you went to church, and all this, that, and the other. And I thought, well, they've been Christians longer than I have, so that's good enough. That wasn't good enough. And the, the but sad I, thing about that, they're not the ones that's going to be standing in front of the judge. Exactly, exactly. For we must all stand before the judgment seat of a Christ and give an account for the things done in the body, whether they be good or bad. Mm-hmm. And that's that he afflicted me that evening when I decided this is you know this is it you're you're not going to um you either be on fire for me or you're going to be on fire from me now you pick <laughs> today it is we're not going to kick the old Christian can down the road no more because we've so many times as Christians we've kicked that can down the road so many times it's got so many holes in it that it won't li- hold that living water yep. and. He, he'll, he'll make that all brand new, and you even get a lunchbox to put the bread of life in. That's right. So you can eat and drink and be merry. And, and I believe there's a message in that. There could very well be. You never know. You never know. But, I mean, I've, I've caught myself before reading my Bible, and the next thing I know, I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, well, the Holy Spirit's more or less said that don't be telling nobody about the splinter in their eyes when you got a plank stuck in yours. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought about that, and, I, and that's like this morning. I thought, you know, there's some things that was still not going right with him, and you want to get them, get them right, or get them not at all. And I, I wanted to get exactly right. I want, I want people to hear this. I want people to know that if you have accepted Christ and you've fallen away, God allows U-turns. Amen. And those U-turns sometimes can be just as good. I mean, I remember what it was like when I first got saved. People, a lot of people didn't want to be around me. <laughs> and I couldn't understand why. And I thought, well, hey, I was a pretty good guy. Everybody liked me then, but what's going on here now? Well, the thing of it was, saved and unsaved people felt uh, uh, uneasy around me because of who was living within me then. Amen. And I didn't know that. Nobody taught me how to work the, how to work with the Holy Spirit and how he worked. And, you know, I'd heard, well, go to church and be a good guy and this, that, and the other. Well, that's what I started doing, you know, and that's when I fell away. And that's when he came and told me, you know, uh, playtime's over. Yeah, it's time to get serious, and we're getting too close to the end of the days to be playing church. That's so correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people need to know who the Savior is. They need to, and you can't convince anybody of anything they need unless you've got it yourself. I learned that from my, my old uncle, who used to be an automobile auctioneer. He said, "You know, I, I'd, I'd convince him automobile buyers at that auction that they had to have that car." <laughs> and he would he'd talk him into it, but yeah. he could he could probably sell a, a igloo to a, or to an Eskimo the way Uncle Bob was. But I thought about that, and I thought that's exactly right. If they don't see Christ in us, mm-hmm. they ain't going. Well, that's no different than the rest of the world, you know. Yeah, you're and, exactly right. They have to see Christ in exactly. us, and they have to give their life to Christ. That's exactly I mean, right. It, any, anything that we can talk somebody into, yep. the devil can talk them out. Oh, you betcha. Well, you betcha. Yeah. So we have to let them see Jesus in us. That's right. And Jesus convicts them, and Jesus saves them, and not us. That's right. Because our our works is just filthy rags. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but Christ exactly. in us. Amen. That's what we have to see. Amen. And that's what people are really looking for. Yes, they're they looking, are. They're looking for a real Jesus. Yes, they are. That lives in us. Yep. And that's what we have to show them. I had everything that the world could offer me. Yeah. But it always left me empty. Yeah. It always left me hungering for more. And and then finally you'd get up to that, and then the old world jerked the rug out from underneath your feet. You'd flat on your face again and right back square one. And then that day that Jesus come and stuck his finger Amen. in that hole in Amen. your heart. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. I like that. I like that. That's well, good. my old mentor told me a lot of things, Gary, That back when I was younger. And I thought, why are you telling me this? <laughs> I have... I have no clue whatsoever you're talking about. And now, Spirit of God, my teacher be, showing the things of Christ to me. All those sayings and everything that he said are coming back to me full fold, and I understand exactly what he was talking about and exactly who he loved. He never, brothers, he never addressed Jesus Christ other than the lovely Lord Jesus. That man knew Christ. He knew him. As a matter of fact, there was something in him when I was lost in sin that I didn't know, but there was something I know now. But what drew me to that old fella? Hmm. When we get to heaven, I'll introduce you to Brother Noel, too. Brother Noel. Brother Noel. All right. I can't wait to meet him. Well, by George, we've got to meet Jesus first. Well, that's true. <laughs> Amen. You know, I was, I was thinking about you uh-huh. uh, teaching those boys and you deciding to live your faith. To walk your faith out. Yep. How important that is to young boys today. 
Many boys, they don't have a father that goes to church. Correct. And statistics show that whenever the father gets saved, 90% of the time the whole family will end up going to church. Right, right. But when the mother gets saved, about half of the family. Right. So it's so important to to walk your faith out in front of them young men. Sure. I mean, it's it's just like you're doing them a great service, really. I'm doing the Savior a great service, yes. brother. I you just want to be obedient. That's all can, it is. They see Christ in you, and you walking out their faith, and they know it's possible. Right, it is. I mean, I was very fortunate. I, I had a good Christian father, and, and he set a, a good example for me. Now, I didn't follow it mm-hmm. for many years, mm-hmm. but... When I did get saved, I knew what I was supposed to do. Right, right. Well, there was some boys at another church that we used to go to, and all four of them have wound up in prison. And I feel that I kind of let them down. And I've got three sons of my own, and one of them has never professed Christ, but... I gave him one of those Who's Your One books, and I, I, and he did read it. And, he, and I said, well, what do you think about that? And he said, well, I don't want to go to hell. And I said, well, there's only one way to escape it. And I said, you've got that book. And then uh, the, other, the other two, uh, one of them says, I'm good. But the other one says, I don't want nothing to do with it. And that's the one that hurts, breaks my heart the worst. But... As my another old fellow I used to work with, I worked with a lot of older fellows when I was younger. <laughs> but he said, "As long as long as there is breath, there's always hope." Yes, sir. So I'm Maybe. still hoping, and I'm and I told some people. I said, "You know, I I believe that there's going to be somebody out there. I believe this with all my heart that there's somebody out there that I'm going to be able to reach for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm no longer on this old earth, that particular person will witness to them and they, and he will see the difference. I know there's been many times I, I prayed for my oldest son that, uh, send somebody to him. Right. right. Because sometimes, uh, if the relationship's not good, it's it's a lot better off for somebody else right. to go to him. Right. That's exactly what happened. Well, we've got a good relationship and everything, and he just don't want to yeah. hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some like there's just people yeah. like that. Damn. So I don't force it on them. Yeah. Well, we're making this program today, and uh, no telling one of these days. That's right. You right. may not even be here. You may be up in heaven with Jesus. That may be. He may listen to this program right here. <laughs> I and, hope. And give his heart to the Lord. I hope. If not him, maybe somebody else. Right. Well, that's yeah. what I'm hoping for. Somebody's yeah. going to listen to this. Yeah. And they're going to say, you know, if they can save the likes of that guy right there, <laughs> there's hope for me. And I want to tell you, people, there is hope for anybody. Yeah. Jesus. That's, the, that's all there is. Amen. That's it. I, I was feeling kind of down and out yesterday. And I thought, not no time to be having a pity party. So I was listening to one of the CDs, and, yeah. and I got to thinking the Holy Spirit re- reminded me, you know, Paul and Silas had it a whole lot worse than you did. <laughs> and what did they do? They didn't sing uh, Gloom, Despair, and Agony yeah. on me. Yeah. They sang a whole new different song, and, the, and, and, and uh, uh, the, God was up there tapping his feet, and he caused an earthquake, and the chains <laughs> fell off, and the doors popped open, and the jailer got saved. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And that's that's Jesus. And the Bible says that he's still the same today as he was yesterday, and he'll always be. 
That's pretty and, good. And that's the thing that blows my mind, and I told many, many people this, and I'm going to tell everybody this too. There's two words in heaven that I guarantee you'll never hear. I'm bored. <laughs> you'll never hear that. Yeah. I guarantee it. I can guarantee it right here, right now, because yeah. I've not really, I have not been bored, especially these last eight months or so. Yeah. Because, you know, get on fire or be on fire, and, and I I took him serious. <laughs> yeah. And that's just the way it is, man. Get serious with God, and he'll get – Adrian Rogers said Jesus can't be Lord at all unless he's Lord of all. Of all. Amen. And that's that, – that struck that's, home, man. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. we got to let him be. That's right. Lord of our life. Exactly. On everything. In every situation. In every situation. Yeah, you're right. Yes, sir. Even this right here recording, he's got <laughs> – I want him to have his hand and his way, and I want him to, to melt somebody's heart. All right. And put that finger in there where it belongs. Put that finger in that. <laughs> Amen. In heart. Amen. Like that. Yeah, that's good. I've yeah. been. I've stopped at grocery stores and uh, gas stations and convenience stores and what have you, walking in there with no intentions whatsoever to witness. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit just hand them a Bible track, hand them a CD, I keep hitting it, and ask people, you yeah. know, do you know Jesus? That's all it is. Yeah. And nine times out of ten. You will not. I haven't been anywhere. Now, there's been a time or two when I've been shut completely down. They don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. And, you know, the Bible says, uh, tell them, and, and if they don't listen, shake the dust off your feet and move on. Right. But they've been told. Yeah. They've been told. And they'll have no excuse, none whatsoever. So just yeah. do what you can where you're at and what you got and go for it. <laughs> go for it. And I'll tell you, it's, it's an experience. And just like this today, I, you know, yesterday I was feeling down and out, but I did not let the enemy beat me down. He's very good at what he does. Do not think for one minute that the devil is not real because he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he is sneaky. He's a coward. He's a liar. He's a thief. He's a murderer. He's everything that Jesus Christ ain't. Right. And there's a big difference between day and night. Amen. Day and night. Walk in the light. That is so true. Just as I am without one but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of One day a preacher friend of mine was driving out near the county line. Near the tavern he got an awful shock, a well-known car in the parking lot. The preacher parked his car and went right in, sat down at the bar next to a friend. While fighting back a bitter tear, the preacher said, "Son." Why are you here? Please come on home.
to those who care. There is no shame. The cross won't bear. Just as you are, son, come on home. Your family is waiting for Sunday morning, my preacher friend preached his heart, painting a picture of sin. And when he gave an altar call, the people were kneeling, wall to wall. The prodigal son confessed his sins at that blessed altar of prayer. Now the family's one and praising God. All the preacher could do cry and nod. Friend, have you met God at an altar of prayer? There is no shame the cross won't bear. Just as you Friend, have you met God at an altar of prayer? There is no shame the cross won't bear. Just as I am the For those of you that's walked away and thought, God will never take me back, that's a lie from the enemy. He's waiting. Heard a good message this morning on the prodigal son. Yeah, we did. And, and he's waiting right now for somebody out there right now that's going to listen to this. And he wants to be your best friend that you've ever had in your life. And I can promise you, he'll, he, he will not let you down. Now, you'll go through some stormy times and rough and rocky traveling, but if you look and hold on to that nail-scarred hand, 
and trust him and believe him and ask him to help you. Just like yesterday, he, drug, he, he took me right through there. And we'll go through bad times. And, and maybe you had a bad experience at church or something. Somebody said something bad that, you know, hurt your feelings. Well, I've had that happen too. Put on your big boy pants and tough it out, boys and girls, because Jesus did not do that to you. It's somebody else that needs the love of Christ that you have to show them to show them the errors of their way. And if you do that, then they'll see that they were wrong, and then they'll ask Jesus to forgive you, and you may make a friend mm-hmm. or a better friend, and, 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 and you lead people back. I've, I've found that out a lot of times. I'd run into people. You know, I run into a fellow from Arkansas, and he said, well, I used to do that, but it's been a long time. <laughs> so I handed him some CDs, and I said, well, time to get started right now. And he's taken them and run into a fellow from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Had no idea. He was saved. We had church right there in the parking lot, brother, for about 15 yep. minutes. I mean, he took pictures of him and I. He said, I got to take these back to my church and show these people that God is. Look what God's doing down here in Mattoon, Illinois. And I said, hey, he's everywhere, man. <laughs> and, you know. But, okay. And, and if anybody would, you know, uh, get this CD, it's free. Yeah. By George, Gary, don't charge nobody nothing. Yeah. You may find something that you've been looking for. And I can guarantee you that if you're not saved or if you've walked away, you can come back to him anytime, any place. Amen. Anywhere. Right where you're at right now. Right where you're at right now. That's right. <laughs> you do, Like I said, you don't have to go to church. You don't have to get baptized first and all that there. You, you give your heart to Christ wherever you're at, whether it's a day or night. Yeah. Where it's on Interstate 57 or on Interstate 39. That's right. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Friends, God is speaking to you right now. You're not sure if you're saved. Well, we're going to give you that chance right now. I want to pray with each and every one of you right now. And we're going to make sure that you are saved and on your way to heaven. Pray with me right now if you're not sure, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you want to make him your Lord and Savior, pray with me right now. Lord Jesus Forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to be a Christian. I want to spend eternity in heaven with you. Father, take out my old heart. Give me a new heart. Give me a purpose and a plan for my life. I want to serve you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, then we want to hear from you right now. Give us a call. 618 618- 
Bible says that today is the day for salvation. You keep putting it off and you die in your sins, the devil will stand back, point the finger, and laugh at you and say, yeah, you had your chance, but you blew it. And you'll hear that for all eternity. You blew it. You blew it. If you think he bugs you now, you wait and die in your sins and go to hell, and then he can't get away and bug nobody else. He's going to torment you for all eternity, worse than you ever had in your life. Wow. And I don't want nothing to do with that. I want to be there that day when all of heaven's silent and, G- and God pours out his wrath on all sin and evil and, 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 and lying devil gets everything he deserved. That's what I'm already looking for. That's what I want to see. Sister Ava Kasich said, you know, if she ever got a chance to, she'd like to punch the devil in the nose. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and, I, and I told her, I said, Sister, I thought about that myself. But the best way to get back at the devil here and now and whenever is whenever you just go ahead and bow to Jesus and say, Lord, vengeance is yours. You take yeah. care of him. Amen. That aggravates him more because where, where he was and never shall again be, we'll be there for all eternity. That's where we get to go. So I'm not going to give him thanks for put, giving up his seat for me, but you know. But that's how stupid. I mean, how? And if he can do that with fallen angels who were there where we've never been, how much easier is it for him to con flesh and blood? Mm. That's a fact. Yep. So the devil's real, but Jesus is a realer. And that's who we need. Everybody needs him. Uh, the only way I'm going to be satisfied is when I, when I, my knees bowed and my tongue confessed it in the, in the glory of heaven. Yeah. When he says, welcome in my faithful and loving servant mm-hmm. to the rest that's been prepared for you from the beginning of time. Amen. That's when it'll be good enough and that's when I'll be, Amen. until then, I, as long as I can draw a breath, I want to serve him, praise him and love him and, yep. and do what I can. Oh
we want to thank you for riding along with us in the cab well, you're today. you're more than welcome. And Too bad we didn't have any popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony, if uh, somebody out there listening right now has listened to your testimony and they would like to talk to you, yeah. uh, would you be willing to give your phone number so they could Why, give you a call? you betcha. It's oh. area code 217-276-2771. And if I don't answer... Uh, leave a message. Yeah. Yep. Or you can, t- or they could even text you on that. Or they can give you a call here at Lonesome Road. Yeah, my phone number is 618-383-2107. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Well, Tony, if uh, somebody out there listening right now has listened to your testimony and they would like to talk to you, yeah. uh, would you be willing to give your phone number so they could Why, give you a call? You betcha. It's oh. area code 217-276-2771. And if I don't answer, uh, leave a message. Yeah. Yep. Or you can, t- or they could even text you on that. Or they can give you a call here at Lonesome Road. Good. It's a, it's a chore. I mean, to be a Christian. I mean, it's not for the weak at heart. It's not for sissies. It ain't it? for sissies. Oh, no. But it'll sure build character in you, brother. Uh, God, I'll tell you right now, uh, the rewards will be. I mean, just astronomical, unbelievable. And the main thing of it is, it's not so much the idea that I want those. It's because that's what he wants to give me, and I want to please him. Amen. So if he wants to give me blessings, I, a lot of times I won't ask him to give me a blessing. I'll just ask him to show me the blessing that you've already given me. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. me see what it is you've got in mind. Right. And just millions of things. Times I could have gotten probably run over and shot and killed by some jealous husband or something. <laughs> you never know. But, I mean, I was a professional sinner. I'm telling you. A professional I was sinner. a professional sinner. Yes, sir. Anything that came to mind, I'd done her. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. But Jesus set me free from all of that. So now I need to go and find as many souls. I can't save nobody, but I can sure in the world try to win as many as I can. The Bible says that you're wise to be a soul winner. That's right. Sure. And that's the way my brother Noel was. And yeah. That's what I want to be, a soul winner. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. When I first read that, he jumped off and stabbed me one more time in the heart with that finger, man. I mean, I've taken that to heart. And that's what convicted me was the word of God. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? So find you a church somewhere where they preach Jesus Christ, born, crucified, risen, coming again. And love God, love one another, and love and, and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. And everybody will get along just fine. Yeah. At the crossroads of life, lost without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome. The end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. 
Brokenhearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.